0: We go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins, Dolphins podcast. podcast. Here is your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. The
1: Dolphins weren't going to go seventeen and zero, and we still have to go to work on Monday. Welcome into another edition of another Dolphins podcast. It is no longer a victory Monday as the Miami Dolphins got stomped by the Buffalo Bills, forty-eight to twenty, and we are here. To give a little bit of a, I'll say overreaction, but hopefully a, a modest overreaction of everything that happened in Sunday's game. But before I get into any action, any conversation, I got to pull Joshua how's out here on stage. Joshua, like I said, man, ain't going to go 17-0 to this year.
0: No, we hoped we were, but uh, let's be honest, man. Uh, these uh, Mondays after a loss like that, they really hurt, right? I mean, it kind of sucked today waking up and remembering that butt whooping that we got. But we'll try to talk ourselves through it and tell you why, you know. It isn't the end of the world, but man, you wanted a better performance against Buffalo. So um, someone stopped me at the store and they were asking me, you know, have a good week. And I was like, the Dolphins play the Bills. If they win, that's going to dictate my entire week. So I'm here. I'm emo. I look like Jimmy Butler. That's how I'm feeling inside.
1: See, the thing is, my, my big gripe, Joshua, going so Dolphins, there's a lot of people out there who merely adopted going so Dolphins, right? Oh, Jalen Waddle drops a pass. Oh, what was it like before Tyreek Hill? We have been molded by disappointing Dolphin loss after disappointing Dolphin loss. And don't get me wrong, losing by 28 points to the Bills absolutely sucks. This game, we can look back in two weeks and we'll completely forget about it. I look at it like the Bengals game last year, Those that stretch. They lost to the Jets. They lost to the Jets last year. I'm not ready to get I'm disappointed don't get me wrong but for everybody who's going off the handle it's time to fire people don't worry we got darker days coming it's coming
0: don't you worry. Oh, man. Now You were getting me hopeful there for a second. And then you just let me down again. I guess that's what this team does, though, right? I mean, we all kind of sat here. We joked. You and I we were even talking about all the times they were 3-0, and and you felt like confident going into those. Or, I guess, not so confident. It just felt different going into this one. So, I think that's why it hurts a little bit that they did get shellacked. But like you mentioned, Jake, I mean, they're still 3-1 and at this point. A lot of people, you know, if you take the home out of your predictions... You know, maybe you thought three and one at this point, but most likely two and two. Right. So the Dolphins are still on the path they expected. And I'm kind of glad they're getting this out of the way. Right. Because you had to feel pretty awesome and confident after that 70 point. that so you just put up last week and you know, that, you know, absolutely convincing win. And then, you know, to come back and be let down a little bit. And now you have that sour taste in your mouth. Now you have something to build on. So it definitely sucks. It's against the Bills after how hopeful we were heading into this week. But um, like you mentioned, man, darker days are still to come. <laughs>
1: What would you call yesterday's outing if you had to put a headline for it? Because I, 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 the first thing I did about midway through the third quarter, I wrote down what I wanted the headline of this podcast to be. But you also came out with your own idea of how yesterday's game went. Uh, dude, I, the way I look at it, the Buffalo Bills brought the Miami Dolphins up on stage in front of the entire class and pantsed them. Just dropped the pants. Hey, everyone, the, po- the polka dots are out. Let's make fun of this guy. That's what it looked like, because for everything that the Miami Dolphins have done right, listen, they're leading the league in points. They're lead, Tua's been awesome. This defense is going to get better. Uh, But the Bills took them on stage and pointed at every single wart this Dolphins team had. So, man, that's why I think the Bills just flat out pants to the Dolphins, and, we're, and the rest of the league is stuck laughing at us.
0: Did, did you just call Liam Eikenberg a butt wart? Is that is that that's how I translated that? Um, yeah. Well, mine can't even compete with that. I already like yours better. I was just uh, during the game. I even wrote it down before I went to bed. After you know, drinking a little bit more, trying to forget about um our sorrows. I put down the Dolphins got murked by the Bills. So I had to make sure I looked up the word murk to make sure in my head it actually meant what, how I've been using it for like the last decade because I don't know where I, you know, got that in my vocabulary. But Oh, Call of Duty, that was for sure. I'll okay, tell you right now, you okay, were playing okay. some Call of Duty instead. of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was pretty buns in Call of Duty. But yeah, so I'll, uh, that was mine. But no, Depants, whatever you want to go with, we just won't be calling anybody butt warts. But I know what you're saying, Jake. It was embarrassing. It really was.
1: And I think the biggest issue, Josh, and let's get into it. Let's start about the offense. And it's nice because the offense does have a super positive note that I, that we're going to spend a lot of time talking about here. Uh, But early in the game, right? Let me, let me just bring up the drive charts real quick here, right? This game, man, this game just started on fire. The bills an eight play touchdown drive. Miami followed with a seven play touchdown drive of their own. That was capped off by a Devon eight chain, three yard run, uh, Tyree Kill at a 19-yard reception on that drive. Jalen Waddell played a little volleyball, and he caught a pass on that drive. Uh, Bills responded with a 10-play touchdown drive. Miami answered again another Devon A-chain touchdown, this one from 10 yards out. And Josh, before we get into anything real specific, what was your reaction when the score was sitting there, 14-14? Because it, it did seem like the Dolphins were walking on the thinnest tightrope ever, and you knew just one error, you know, one to a ball into someone's gut something like that would would derail the entire game. But what, what was the reaction to seeing those first couple punches?
0: Yeah. I mean, it was nice to see them going back and forth, I guess. I mean, at least Miami going down there and scoring and, you know, answering and making it a tie game. But I was just like, this is not how we wanted to play this game, right? You don't want to be going into a shootout with Josh Allen in their home, you know, in Orchard Park, despite, you know, how, you know, prepared you thought you were. So I was just like, where's this defense, man? And I was a huge advocate for uh, Vic Fangio. We'll talk about this more throughout the podcast and, you know, maybe point our fingers at whomever, but um, I expected more out of this defense heading into this year. You know, we were even on the pods talking about how top 10, even top five, I mean, they've been a disappointment. So um, yeah, I, I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking, you know, someone step up and do something.
1: And that's what we were all really waiting for. And someone did step up and do something, man. And it was just Josh Allen over and over and over again. He went 21 of 25 for 320 yards uh, Thirteen yards uh, attempt for touchdowns, sacked twice. And look at us, we are flipping. We are actually starting on the defense. Amazing how that how that little flop happened. So the Dolphins were without a pair of Jalen's, and I think that was a huge difference maker. The Dolphins just couldn't do anything to stop Josh Allen in this offense. And Josh, I mean we said it before, like we, we like to joke. We, we had fun poking at the bills, right. They beat up on some rough teams when Josh Allen is playing like that, when he sits in the pocket and he doesn't have that timer going off of someone's about to eat my soul. Um, he can just pick your entire defense apart and look really good doing it because man, I mean, Stefan Diggs' performance, six receptions, 120 yards. I mean, it was just let Josh Allen cook all day and Miami just had no answers.
0: Yeah, my bad if I took us in a whole different direction. I I just uh, went on a rant there and don't even know if I answered your question, to be honest. But, um, yeah, man, Josh Allen picked us apart, and we were getting no pass rush at all, right? Outside of Andrew Van Ginkle, who, you know, you got to give him credit. I've written down uh, Ginkle, where is he at? Uh, Either way, five total tackles, right? Two sacks, three tackles for a loss, a QB hit. I mean, he looked like the only guy out there that was, like, truly, you know, busting his ass. I mean, they were running the ball effectively when they needed to. Um, I've written down that Josh Allen had four carries for 17 yards, but it was mostly that passing game. And I love Cater Cahoo. You love Cater Cahoo. We love, you know, the Darth Cater nickname that we've come up with. We loved what he did as a rookie, but let's be honest, man, having him on Stefan Diggs that entire game, he kind of got a little bit cooked out there. And you just wonder why, you know, we heard Vic Fangio say, you know, that's not something I'm willing to do right now, or, you know, wasn't really interested in doing right now. I I don't know if um, Xavier Howard's washed. I mean, Omar Kelly says that he's, you know, contains Tyree killing practice. Right. If you can do that, I mean, you would expect him to be able to at least do something out there against Stefan Diggs. So I would have liked to see them at least try to adapt there a little bit, but um, overall, man, that defense, it just was a big letdown and we talked about in the preview pod, man, he had to get pressure and they just were getting no pressure at all.
1: Yeah. So cater Kohu, he was targeted five times in coverage. You have four receptions. 101 yards in total. So that's 25 yards per reception. Two touchdowns along of 55, which is ugly, ugly. So let's. Was just there a talk. penalty
0: too? Right? Wasn't there like a 45 yard penalty? There was a which 45. That, yard... that could go either way, I think.
1: That was that was a very tough penalty. I think that it, it's so frustrating because there are penalties, and then there's oh he should have turned his head. Otherwise, that, it would that's have all been
0: a... it was, right? He just didn't turn his head, right? That was the only reason he got penalized.
1: Which is so that doesn't impact like i understand there are scenarios where someone's like running like this in front of a guy and like they're sorry i should say they're they're literally right behind the guy trailing them they see the receiver turn their head and they just start waving their hands maybe pulling at them a little bit i didn't necessarily see cater kohu do, doing that so so that's where my frustration starts with that but but then like this entire idea right oh let's just have xavian howard uh, you know, shadow Stephon Diggs. Let's just have Deion Jordan cover Gronk. It's so easy to come out here and say these, you know, possibilities and, and think, yes, things will be different. It's not always that si- simple. I don't think I can sit here and just say, yeah, Vic Vangio has 41 years of experience coaching defenses, and he didn't just think, let's take Xavier Zav- Howard and have him shadow Stephon Diggs. There's a bigger issue here, man. And if you don't look, if you don't want to look too too far, let's talk David Long Jr. He was targeted four times in coverage, 90 yards. Four completions and a touchdown. I'll tell you right now, no matter who was covering Stephon Diggs, they had a plan to get him open. And I think more bothersome than uh, actually just leaving Kohu over there, leaving them um, where they're comfortable. I get it. What bothers me, man, is we know what his weakness is. We were always paranoid about him throwing the ball deep, uh, quarterbacks throwing the ball deep, Cater Kohu getting nervous, and the pass interference. What we weren't worried about is a cornerback who can't tackle. And what we saw on Sunday was Kader Kohu's biggest strength just being able to okay, the receiver's gonna catch the ball. I'll tackle him for a six yard game. We'll live for another day. Cater Kohu, Joshua. Out of his four tackle or ex- excuse me, out of his four tackle attempts, he had that one miss and it led to that Stephon Diggs, sixty yard touchdown. So everything we knew about Cater Kohu or thought we knew just kind of flipped on its head on Sunday.
0: Yeah, and I mean, to your point, man, you don't know what Vic Fangio went in there and what he was trying to mask out there, right? I mean, this defense just was um, in over their head a little bit. But you're um, you're right, man. It's just uh, crazy to think about how this defense has looked. And you mentioned the missed tackles. Everybody, you know, everyone's to blame for that. This was arguably – I mean, Brandon Jones got a lot of work out there, and he was missing tackles. I mean, this seemed like he – I don't want to say it shouldn't have been out there yet, but I just wish that it was Deshaun Elliott. I mean, I think that defense would have looked a little bit different. Even Javon Holland at times was missing tackles. So it was just a bad day all around. And again, I think it's going to humble a lot of these guys. Um, but, you know, when you're looking to some of these guys are looking for new deals, some of these guys just got paid like a Bradley Chubb, you want them to step up in these moments. And I mean, uh, you mentioned the linebacking unit, man, we're still worried about that linebacking unit. It's been like a decade. Jerome Baker, um, he looked a little bit lost out there, right? I mean, he looked lost. David Long, who, you know, you we are all showing highlights of what he could do. I mean, he has been a disappointment as well. So we need someone to step up. So I don't think it's all Vic Fangio. I think, you know, it has a lot to do with the personnel out there. Maybe they're not quite comfortable yet in this system, but you're a week four against the Buffalo Bills. You want to prove to the world that you belonged. And unfortunately we kind of did the opposite.
1: Now there is something to a home field advantage. And I I really don't want to completely make excuses here because I'm just going to read these tackling grades. Cater Kohu had a 23 Duke Riley had a 23 David long jr. Had a 38 Brandon Jones, a 28 Javon Holland, a 45. When you consider that 70 is average. Just think about that. Those were the guys in the middle of the field. Yes, we can talk about Cater Kohu, but when your guys who are covering the middle of the field can't come up and make a tackle, I mean, everyone's going to run wild no matter what. I I just, man, everyone just wants to go to the Xavier Howard shadowing Stefan Diggs, and I, I really don't think it's simple. Maybe does Stefan Diggs not score three touchdowns? Sure. I don't think it changes too, too much, and then you have X coming out and saying, you know, it's the competitor. I wish I could have shadowed him every professional athlete's going to say that every professional athlete wants the best challenge possible to prove they're the best. You can't expect X to say anything else, but I don't think you can expect the dolphins to do anything else defensively considering how weak they are in that secondary.
0: Yeah, I really don't know how much of a difference it would have made. I just think it would have been nice to at least see the matchup, right? I mean, if you're right. playing Madden, I don't even know if the new games will allow you to do it, but I remember back in the day you could match up your wide receiver versus their QB1 and things like that. So um, I would absolutely want to have X on Stephon Diggs, but it, like you mentioned, man, it's not that simple, and there were other issues out there. Um, and you got to talk about that defensive line, right? Again, not getting pressure up front outside of AVG. Bradley Chubb hasn't really done much, and um, I was even a little bit disappointed in Christian Wilkins' performance, right? I mean – Just overall, man, I mean, I know we're being harsh, right? We're still 3-1. and I know we could have so many things to be stoked about, but we've been, um, you know, happy-go-lucky for the first three weeks. We may as well sit here and, you know, I guess vent a little bit. But overall, man, I just want to see that defense do something, create pressure. um, Look – I mean, you see the jokes on Twitter, right, man? Some people are asking for Josh Boyer back. It's it's that bad, and I mean, you just (laughs) – Yeah. 34 points per game last year. That's what they gave up.
1: and, and something to follow, too, the PFF grades. Um, the Dolphins' defense is like 17th, and their special teams is about 27th. So just something to kind of keep an eye on as the season goes. I'm telling you right now that defense is going to get better. Um, you mentioned Brandon Jones playing 100% of the snaps. My God, man. I, I was so excited to see him come back, and the one thing he could do better than anyone was tackle. And he got a 27.9 grade. He missed two tackles. and It it was always rough seeing him around to play because it was nothing good was happening. And then you look at someone who I thought had a great performance against the Denver Broncos, someone who was making a comeback, Emmanuel Agba. He ended up playing 17 snaps out of 58, was a complete ghost out there yet again. And there are just situations where you're rooting for these guys, hoping they can come out and make a statement. But you have someone like Jalen Phillips not playing, and Emmanuel Agba, again, 17 snaps, and I think it looks like he had a hurry. Like, there is there, there are things here where, like, something has to be unplugged somewhere. Like, play, these players aren't this bad. It has to be something that just the scheme isn't clicking at, or something, because this is just brutal looking at
0: this. Yeah, and I'm over here laughing because I am, Latavius Murray led the team, and I had written down, like, dude, what year was it? I had no idea that he, like, Latavius Murray is still playing. He led them in, in rushing yards. Uh, James Cook had a pretty nice day. But, um, yeah, when Josh Allen has what? four incompletions all day and has that five total touchdowns, I mean, you're not going to win a football game um, no matter how awesome your offense looks. So, yeah, man, I I like that thing that you just need to plug it in and this whole thing will start clicking, but damn dude, this is not what we expected from this defense, you know, um, four weeks into the season, but you know, they, they look pretty skeptical against the Chargers week one too, right? I mean, they were, they were gashed on the ground.
1: Yeah, no, you're 100% right. And there are concerns. I just don't think there are 48 points uh, surrendered concerns. But yeah, man, I I completely agree. There are challenges. I mean, but what do you change? I mean, we saw Duke Riley play. He had two missed tackles. I mean, in his 18 snaps, which is pretty impressive when you think about it. So so what kind of changes do you make? We saw no Channing Tindall. We saw no Cam Smith. I'll tell you right now, I don't think either of those guys make much of a difference. And, and two, I just want to say, I mean, you got Buffalo, the perfect storm, the stars aligned. I mean, that stadium's absolutely nuts. I mean, again, here I am making excuses, but, but there's so many things that go into losing by 28 points where it's just not a simple fix type of stuff.
0: Yeah. I'm not trying to believe this, but I was going to say what I, my fix would be give, uh, getting Jalen Phillips healthy, right? That would be my that's fix. But fixed. again, yeah, I still don't know that it would have made a difference though. Right. I mean, if we're being completely honest, I think, you know um, you put X on Stefan Diggs the whole game and then you have Jalen Phillips out there. That's probably still not enough to win this game, no matter how uh, much us fans might want to think, but, Overall, this defense, you know, they want to play better, and you just hope to see it uh, this week against the Giants.
1: Latavius Murray, just four carries, 32 yards, eight yards a carry. The Dolphins actually locked up James Cook decently in the rushing attack. He did score a touchdown, but 2.4 yards per carry. He did have a lot of
0: fantasy points for any sickos that might have had him on their fantasy team. What?
1: What made me a sicko was his forty-eight yard completion where David Long Jr. got absolutely cooked. He saw Josh Allen rolling out, and instead of keeping with his guy, he started chasing Josh Allen, and there goes, you know, uh, James At- Cook sprinting down the sideline.
0: Every time you talk about David Long, I just feel like you're attacking me because I was so stoked about him, and uh, he's looked like um, I don't. Want, I'm not gonna say he just hasn't looked the same as I I thought he would this early, but uh, again, this whole defense doesn't. So what is it, man? Figure out what it is, Jake. Fix that prong and. Plug that thing in and get it working again. So blow I think it, what we tried
1: it. after, after the Chargers
0: <laughs>
1: after the Chargers game, I think they unplugged it, but they didn't wait 10 seconds to re-plug in the modem. They just did a quick plug-in, plug-out, so it didn't completely refresh. So I'm going to have to send Vic Fangio a, a little message and say, hey, unplug it, count to 10, and then plug it back in, and then we'll get something going. Just some more numbers, Josh, to make you really sad before we wrap up here. Uh, Three different Bills receivers averaged at least um, 20 yards of completion. Stephon Diggs, 6 for 120. Gabe Dave, 3 for 61. James Cook, that 1 for 48. Uh, Let me see here, Josh. Do you have anything else about this Buffalo offense? Because uh, that pretty much sums it up. This felt like a good palate cleanser. I I do think there are some concerns with this Dolphins defense, especially tackling, which was the issue against the Chargers. But, man, you know, sometimes you're going to get punched in the face. And sometimes you just got to take it walk home, lick your wounds, come back the next week and and stomp on some Giants, right? It's just kind of what you got to do sometimes.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if you saw Merrick's uh, article on this the center, but like it started out with some days you're the pigeon, some days you're the statue and I just started dying. <laughs> um, so um, the only last thing I wanted to do is I wrote down their drive charts and it's just so uh, sad to read it out. So if, maybe we'll uh, turn the page with this. Uh, Bills, touchdown, 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 punt, touchdown, field goal, end half, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, punt, End game. So they punted twice, and um, that, that's pretty much the story of this one. Buffalo Bills touchdown drives, 8 plays, 10
1: plays, 5 plays, 2 plays, 4 plays, 2 plays. That's 4 touchdown drives of 5 plays or less. Miami's 3 touchdown drives, Joshua, 7 plays, 7 plays, 11 plays. Miami's 5 drives of 5 plays or less, 6 drives of 5 plays or less. Punt, punt, fumble, punt, interception, downs. That's it. That's uh, that pretty much sums up how great that Buffalo offense was. And Hey, that ne- that next game, man, I- I'm looking forward to playing the bills again in Miami. It's going to be some, something to keep our eyes on, but Joshua, we spent a lot of time talking about the negatives, switching the page, to the offense here. Let's start with a positive Devon, a chain, RB one, no. Devon, a Chan, RB one, excuse me. I apologize.
0: Devon A. Chan, yeah, how dare you? I'm glad you're the one that messed it up and not me because I do it. I mess the name up once every pod. Um, I, I think he is at this point, Jake. I mean, and you can see. Um, I think Moster's probably in the doghouse a little bit because he fumbled, had a little bit, a couple issues two out fumbles. there. Yeah. Caught one
1: back, but that was he, insane. Two, he had yeah, like the so. worst game since he got to Miami.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of Dolphins players seem to in this one, to be completely honest. But um, I think he is, man. Eight carries, 101 yards, 12.6, two touchdowns. Again, he, he's a touchdown machine. And, um, you know, he's got the speed. You can see the vision out there. He's making an impact in the passing game. Um again, my biggest thing is Jake, it how did they not see this talented of a player on their unit where they were sitting there calling up Indianapolis and things like that? I mean, uh this dude's a stud, and I'm glad um he's on the Miami Dolphins. And I'm interested to see how they um use these backs moving forward. Salvin ahmed was out there a little bit, right? Towards the end of the game, I thought I saw him, so we know he's back in there, but um I think he supplanted him. And again, I think after Ohim Mostert's day, um, yeah, HN RB1. So the
1: the Bills were going bananas early in that game, and it was Almost 8chan, who was single-handedly kind of keeping them in the game with just his explosiveness. Um, He ranks number two in the league of runs that go for either a touchdown or a first down at 37%. So one out of three carries for him is either going to be a first down or a touchdown. That's pretty exciting. And I mean, Raheem Mostert probably had one of the worst performances of his entire career. Seven carries, nine yards. And let me see. I think he had a solid day as a receiver three receptions on five targets for 36 yards and, and to keep in mind too he ranks number five in the league in carries that go for their touchdown or first down at 29 percent. Uh, those stats come from lord reeves on twitter be sure to give him a follow really great analytics guy uh, man it is a great one-two punch but uh devon A-chain just leaves me speeches so far this year 27 carries 309 yards six total touchdowns the only issue I have, and I don't know if this is really how it goes, but when you look at this Dolphins offense, and as we go through pump, pump, fumble, punt, interception, downs, drives like that, Josh, I'm just curious to get your thoughts because Devon H Han, uh, five targets and another eight carries that's 13 13 touches. Dude, I thought Jalen Waddle was open all game long. I can't believe he was targeted five times, he caught four for 46 yards. He was targeted four times. A ball was tipped and he caught it. That that was great from him. But the Bills defense did such a good job of strangling the Dolphins offense outside of A-Chan. I was just curious, where was Jalen Waddle? That's someone I thought that could be unlocked in a game against Buffalo where everybody's staring at Tyreek. You see what A-Chan can do. You see what Mostert can do. I I was left speechless wondering where Waddle was.
0: Yeah, and I think there were maybe some plays that were open. I mean, I honestly, I went back and watched a little bit of it, but I just um, today was just an emo day for me. But you would have wanted to see him get more involved, right? I mean, I think we were both kind of predicting he'd score a touchdown. I know I had him start in fantasy. I thought he was going to have a big day, but um, I'm looking at that, Jake. And to your point, I mean, when Braxton Berrios has the most targets in your receiving core, I mean, is that not the issue right there? I mean, I don't know what Buffalo is doing precisely. I mean, again, we talked about how good those linebackers were. I believe uh, Terrell Bernard actually had a pick. We, I mean we kind of forecasted some of what was going to happen, right? We talked about that uh, Aaron interception that was bound to happen. We talked about, um, I brought up that new Orleans game, which I shouldn't have, but um, I just wish that um, they got more involved because those are, that's your bread and butter, man. The reason you're winning games, the reason you're putting up video game numbers is because you get Tyreek killed to football, you know, you're targeting Jalen Waddle when he's back and healthy. So, um, I am interested to see the way the Dolphins decide to um, change things. Cause I think even Mike McDaniel alluded to it, the bills, they changed their game plan throughout the game. The Dolphins kind of did not and it, it bit him in the butt. So, um, to look decent though. Right. I mean, there was no problems there other than that interception. I mean, he, he went out there and what 25, 35 for 282 yards. I mean, he had a solid game.
1: Yeah. Definitely thought he was solid. There are a couple of times where, strangely enough, he held onto the ball too long, but that's exactly what Buffalo's game plan was to do. Tua was actually sacked four times on the day, and you mentioned him earlier, man, but I think the biggest question was asked on Twitter by our friend Cap. And he simply put it, man, the Dolphins better get an absolute legend for the sixth-round pick they got in return for Dan Feeney because Liam Eichenberg was absolutely brutal at center for most of the day.
0: Yeah. I'm dying laughing. Cause I just remember now I went on like a Liam Eikenberg rant. And then is that when I went to the defense and started talking? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. So that's, that a off, dory... that's just, that's a Dory brain, man. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, dude, that offensive line was just atrocious, and you saw the. I mean, you see the picture picture going around. I I saw the way that Liam Eichenberg was like spread out doing a split. and He almost looked exactly like the wishbone man that comes in the turkey that you like break to 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 see what happens. So he was on skates. I mean, that's what kind of led to the um, Teron Armstead injury, which now he's out against the Giants. So that entire offensive line was kind of spinning out of control. But Liam Eichenberg, in my notes, I just had to get him the. Get him off my team. I mean, it was much worse than that, but dude, get him off my team. I don't even know that I want him as a reasonable backup. But, um, you know, for three weeks, we sat here and talked about everyone was posting a Chris Greer thing about him saying about the offensive line and how, you know, that we were more worried about than him and how Chris Greer is right. I don't know if that's true at this point, because if this was your backup plan at center, um, someone, I mean, that, that's just a terrible idea, right? Yeah, the, the move trading Dan Feeney just seems like the silliest, 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 silliest move. He could play like everywhere. He was like a legit Swiss Army knife and they let him go.
1: No, I, I I tend to be a little on the nicer side, Josh. Do you feel like Liam Eichenberg might have looked a little better... If someone like um Toronto Armstead doesn't get hurt, he actually got rolled up middle of the game, and uh, we haven't mentioned it yet. But Tron Armstead, Mike McDaniel said he'll be out weeks, not days. So they're just going to spend a couple of days just wrapping the bubble wrap around him, and then from there we'll we'll just kind of take it as we go. Uh, but man, that kind of seems like when the offensive line really fell apart after Armstead played about thirty percent of the snaps or so.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen the uh, like I said. I was trying to stay off of stuff today. I didn't hear that quote. That's just uh. I just put my head down like, son of a – like, that's the first time I'm hearing about it. My heart broke a little bit. So, um, awesome. you know, every- everyone's down on him, right? But when Toronto says is not in that lineup, it's much different despite how good Kendall Lamb has looked. So, to your point, Jake, maybe that's what it was. I know that Liam Michaelberg hasn't really played much at center. He took some reps when Connor Williams was out during training camp. But to Connor Williams' point, I mean, is this not the the, the game you show them? This is why I need to get paid. This is why you should pay me right now so I can be happy. But he wasn't out because of that. anything to do with that, right? He was legitimately hurt.
1: Yeah. Mike McDaniel came out following the game and he did say that both Connor Williams and Jalen Phillips were very close to playing headed in the right direction, but they just weren't able to make it. So that kind of gives you the idea that they will be active next Sunday. And God, I think, I don't think anyone should ever complain about Connor Williams, maybe beef in one snack. You spent a first round pick on Tua. You spent a fifth overall pick on Tua. You're not going to have a perfect offense. Tua can mask some difficulties, and I think he does a great job. I mean, there was a – Aikenberg sent him a ground ball, I think, at one point yesterday, and he actually did a great job of, of picking it up, and I think it was a bubble screen to Jalen Waddell. It was batted down, but but Tua still, just how quickly he was able to get the ball off the ground and throw it out there. I mean, the snaps are a concern, but I think Tua does a great job at maybe masking that, and, and sometimes every team's going to have those issues, and you got to be able to kind of work around them.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, not to piggy, uh, you know, jump down Liam Eikenberg's throat again, but he did have that illegal, he was like downfield, illegal man downfield and that waddle touchdown, which, I mean, it seemed like the Dolphins were starting to get a little bit of momentum to try to climb back into this thing. So, um, yeah, man, I hope uh, that offensive line can get together. And like you mentioned too, it does have the ability to mask some of that, but um, he was under duress and it was just Buffalo really bringing four up front, but they had a, a damn good four up front. Have you seen the movie Madagascar? I have, but I mean, I you can't ask me questions about is it. There, is, is there, there like a, a giraffe in it?
1: Is there the? I'm thinking of the little squirrel guy that got a little famous. You know what I'm talking about? He just kind of like that's
0: talks ice, like... the ice age one where he goes after the yes. nut.
1: Yes, the ice age squirrel. Sorry, that as you can te- see, this reference oh, it's is all the same, there. basically. Is that ice age squirrel? Is there a, is there a scene in the first one where there's like this big snowball avalanche coming down and he's trying to hold it up all by himself?
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: Can you put Liam Aikenberg on that? Oh, I have to... man. <laughs> that's it. <laughs>
0: like
1: He literally, the way his legs are giving out, it's like he's holding a snowball that's about to destroy an entire village. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> I feel that. I mean, he was put in a tough situation. Ed Oliver is an absolute monster. They have a fantastic pass rush. Sean McDermott is an awesome coach. But that's why we kind of got to laugh about Eichenberg, right? You got to laugh so we don't cry. And if it means he's sit, I think, because... I want to call the squirrel Sid, but I feel like there was actually someone else named Sid in the movie who had like a uh, lisp, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sid was like the guy with like the eyes all inside of it. I don't know what exactly it was, but two big teeth coming at it. Like, yeah, the yeah. Of like canine yeah you know, type you know a lot more than you'd lead on.
1: <laughs> That's how you got to go about things. That is how you got to go about it. And to go back to the point I had earlier about the idea of maybe crowd played a role in this, uh, The Dolphins, eight penalties for 98 yards. The Buffalo Bills, four for 20. That's very nice. Uh, Dolphins in the red zone, three for four. Bills, five for six. There are just little things like that, man, where it just really piles up. Dolphins on third down, three for 10. Bills, five for 10. The biggest difference, man, fourth down efficiency, 0 for 3. So let me ask you this. Let me put it this way. What's one thing we saw from the Bills game that we're not going to see again?
0: Hopefully, um, I mean, in some of those short yard. <laughs> I <laughs> think <thought> I <you were laughs> say Liam Michaelberg at center. <laughs> oh man, that would have been good. We're talking all offensively, right? I was just going to bring up how, in some of those short yarder situations, they should have just ran that damn thing right up the middle. And I mean, I feel like Mike McDaniel realized that he should have done that in some instances, and that he also um, abandoned the run earlier than he expected. But I like your answer better, Liam Michaelberg. Please.
1: If I had to pick one thing we won't see again, one Braxton Barrios leaving the team in targets. To be fair, though. He caught all six of the targets that came his way and a touchdown and he had some great clutch catches. Um, Alec Ingold, man, that's another player. I thought they kind of waited a little too long to get involved in the game. I think when they're playing that two safety deep look, you can really lean on someone like Alan G- Ingold. I don't know. Maybe it was following that Denver game. The, um, you know, the plays where it was both Moster and a-chan H- H- on the field together um, worked so well. So I wonder if maybe that kind of played into Mike McDaniel using Alec Ingold a little less and maybe going like all speed and, to bring up my point from last week, guys, did the Dolphins have too much speed? Did they need to go a little slower, and that could have been a difference maker?
0: Uh, that's, that's a question. That's an answer I won't have. I don't think the Dolphins are ever going to show us that, right? They're, they're all about that speed.
1: But overall, man, I didn't think there was anything that the Bills did that was, like, game-changing against this Dolphins offense. I saw nothing that really made me feel like this isn't fixable. Uh, Like I said before, sometimes you get just punched in the face, you deal with it, and you're kind of stuck moving on with the group. This might be me asking a question because we do too much podcasting. Um, River Craycraft, is there any... Would he being on the field change anything?
0: No, No. nothing at all. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I love you, River Craycraft, but I I don't know that I can say that. Maybe Robbie Chosen. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, man. I... I don't know what the offense could have done other than having a fully healthy, you know, if Connor Williams was out there, maybe things might've been a little different. I mean, I do think Liam Lichtenberg was that bad, but I feel like the entire offensive line, you know, like you mentioned kind of crumbled when Teron Armstead went out. I mean, I think Mike McDaniel even kind of alluded to, you know, things kind of going down after. I feel like that's what he's referring to. And then everything kind of snowballed out of control. So. I just hope these two teams at some point can play healthy. Right. I know, I know Bill's fans were complaining and using the excuse before the game about Jordan Poyer being out, but I mean, you mentioned what could be different. Deshaun Elliott, you know, Jalen Phillips, Connor Williams, Teron Armstead. I mean, this game mm-hmm. might've looked a little bit different. Yeah. So um, hopefully uh, that's what happens in the next meeting, but don't be too down Dolphin fans. I know that was an absolute butt whooping after, you know, the high we had now we kind of hit a low, but you're still three and one. We got the giants, we got the Panthers, and then we got the Eagles. So better days are ahead. Or like you said, maybe darker days.
1: <laughs> could go, really could go either way. Josh, before we wrap up here, I'm curious to get your thoughts. If you could add one position player to this team, I, I think I think center might kind of skew this one way. But if you were Chris Greer and you had to go out and make one addition this week, what position would you be looking at?
0: You said other than center, right? Because center is kind of an obvious. Because I I'd say I'd say linebacker, man. We need some middle linebacker help. I've been saying that for. I mean, a lot of us have wanted that, but I don't know who you really bring in. I mean, I don't know that there's anybody that really sticks out there. I know we all kind of are high on Ruben Foster, but Ruben Foster is probably not helping helping that what we just witnessed.
1: He ain't stopping MVP Josh Allen.
0: Nobody's like
1: like that. That's part of that the was thing like his network. best
0: game all year. I mean, we talked. I kept saying about the Madden curse. I mean, right there, he looked like uh, 99 in Madden. We just couldn't do anything. It just and- sucks though because it's always. It's always Josh Allen and that damn, and they're doing the little, you know, they're, they're rubbing it in and damn it. I can't wait till we meet him again. January 7th, the
1: final game of the season. That one will be exciting. Yeah, it was, it dude. There are just situations where they heard it all week. I mean, after they lost in week one to the jets, the whole idea of the Buffalo bills, the window was closing. Like we talked about it. this team wanted to come out and prove something. And what it, what better team to do it than the team that just scored 70 points. One final note, Josh, and this is the position I think I would add. Robbie Chosen was targeted just once, and it was intercepted. I don't know if he really fits what the Dolphins are doing here, being out on the field as much as he is. I do wonder. The speed's awesome, but, man, even going back to the Kunga line last week, he just – I don't know if he fits in with just how everything operates.
0: So what are you thinking, Jarvis Landry? I know he's out there. You Talking about Jarvis. I saw some people tweeting that that bring him home. He can block. He can do really good at blocking, right? He could be the literal D- Debo that we need.
1: I'd dig Jarvis Landry as a blocker. Oh, I love Jarvis we'd Landry. We'd all
0: dig him, right? We'd, we'd be all about that.
1: And look, don't get me wrong here. Jarvis Landry Chase is very playful. Much- I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you see everything going on with him? That, that was a joke. Everybody <laughs> calm down until it happens. Then you say how it's at it first. But calm down.
1: Little little therapy session to wrap up here. Um, keep in mind, the Dolphins are fir- still first in the NFL in points scored. Um, and they're also just one of four teams in the AFC. Excuse me, one of three teams in the AFC with four wins. So something that I just completely butchered that. There are four teams in the AFC with three wins. The Dolphins are one of them. Bills are beating me up over here too, man. I, 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 I can't even do a stat right. That's- that is it. That is all the time we have. We will be coming back with content throughout the week as the Miami Dolphins try to get back on track against the New York Giants. We will have you covered every day until then. But that is all we have for today for another Dolphins podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us. And until next time, fins up.
0: Fins up.